Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner workings of the human psyche and new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contented. The spoken word, the word that leaves your lips, your mouth. Let's talk about that. Let's get a another analysis of forms of speech and proper uh, delegation in regards to speech. Speech is one of those things that if well understood is an avenue to, to unlimited potential in your goings with society, with people, with situations. Speech creates the atmosphere of your life in a certain sense. So let's let's find something that, that could resonate with all of us in this regard, in the regard of speech. So firstly, let's understand speech in relation to the rest of the body. I'm a very uh, uh, naturalistic type of person and I like to start with the body let's start from the in a way I see it as the core right it's our relationship to to ideas in the world so let's look at the mouth in relation to the entirety of the body right we have legs legs move our bodies right their core function the core purpose is to bring us to places on earth there's other functions of legs to stand and to, and, to, and to protect as well. But the core function is to, is to move. Now the core function of the back is to, is to hold the, the rib cage, is to hold the, the, the chest area from from collapsing you know you have the the eyes you know what are the eyes for eyes are for us to dramatize life or to deeper than dramatize to find realness and truth in our experience of life for if we see it we have a certain sense of knowing it and then you have ears which which allows for a deeper concept of knowing, right? You could see something, but to hear what you see is more profound, as well as to see what you hear, right? They're, they're kind of a balancing act between the two. There's the sight helping the, the ears and the ears to help the sight. And then you have, and then you have the mind, then you have the soul, you have the outer features, you have the inner organs, the vital organs. You have, based on male or female, you have the male genitalia or the female genitalia. And it has its purpose. Then you have the waist, the waist uh, exit, what the body does not need anymore, or the the death of the body, the parts of the body that need to go. 
goes in a way it goes in a goes in a certain area to exit the body now let's in relation to that let's let's go to the mouth now the mouth is clearly not a function of our awareness but rather a function of our connection to others why do I say this? Because there's nothing that the mouth is receiving, although there's food. But it's it's not special in the mouth. It just needs to get into the body, and the mouth is the way to get into the body. The mouth itself is there to connect to the world outside. So you could say that the mouth is the bridge to society, and the rest of the body is is more personal. The mouth is the, the least personal to the to the self in relation to society and and the and the mouth is that is that spokesman no pun intended right it's it's the spokesman for for our communication with with our surroundings with nature with people with society with life with god so the mouth so let's 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 take that further. So if the mouth is the bridge between us and society, with us and other human beings and uh, and other beings in general, then we must understand society to understand our mouth. Does that make sense, right? If we don't understand society, if we don't understand social conduct, then we we don't know how to bridge that social conduct. For example, in a certain society where certain things are more sensitive to discuss and we discuss them, we are we are not bridging towards that society. Will be perceived is a must when studying the mind, the mouth, because it's not necessarily just what the mouth is Speaks, what the mouth speaks and what the motives are, meaning to purify the motives, to purify the the forms of speech, is not is n is not nearly enough because it's irrelevant when it comes to the fact that we we're identifying the mouth as a as a bridge to society itself, and if we don't have a grapple on society, then all our words might be futile, even as pure and pure intent purest intent possible so let's discuss let's discuss the perception of of speech meaning the way the the recipients of your speech will uh engage in that speech really what we're we're, we're meaning to discuss is what is society in relation to us now, there's many forms of relationship to society. A lot of them are intuitive, right? We we sit on the bus, we sit next to each other, we we, we form a, a a small bond with multitudes of people throughout our day. The reason cafes are successful, right? The Starbucks cafes is even though there's there's not much communication between parties. Just the, the 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 energy of sitting together doing specifically um, computer work or 
or you know writing and st stuff like that and doing it in a communal hall creates a certain bond so we're constantly having these bonds now i'm not going to discuss those although they're relevant but not to this discussion so much but once we open our mouth and we communicate to someone we must we must know their who they are if we're going to if we wish to communicate properly and we wish to have a a, rec a receiving mutual conversation that benefits both of us without one of us losing ground in in relation to each other now it's common in all societies to say hello right but you don't say we don't say hello to all people that we see on the street now to each individual person that we might say hello to just randomly on the street there's nothing terribly strange about that because it's just one stranger saying hello to another but in certain societies it's not common practice to to engage in constant communication with everybody that they are they are seeing and it will it will create a certain divide between them and the person they're communicating although it's it's a deeper connection than if you just ignored meaning if you just walk past that's less of a connection than uh, a confusing interaction and possibly most of the time people appreciate being said hello to so even if it's not a societal norm it still it still resonates as as a benefit to humanity So, if you see speech as the purpose of bridging yourself and society as a whole to become deeply interacting with each other, then breaking those societal norms has a cost because you're not fulfilling that purpose. But if you see speech as a communication with specific individuals, that make up society. There's no such thing as a society, but rather each individual and saying hello on the street to every person is breaking the societal norm, but possibly engaging in decent communication with each individual that you are saying hello to. So we have to define what the purpose is. Is it, is it to communicate in a general sense with all possible individuals? Or is it to communicate with society as a whole? So, what, what do we mean when we say society as a whole? You have you have the self, right? You have this this being that you're consisted in, and we don't have a full grapple of of the full extent of who we are, and we rely on our surroundings, even those that we don't verbally communicate with. We rely on them to fill in the gaps of who we are. And we, we seek their recognition of our existence and our our ability to, to just be and to thrive. We seek that from others because we can't fully access who we are from our one-dimensional experience of ourself. Now, when I say society, I mean... 
everybody is a is a tool for your deeper experience of yourself. Somebody who is stranded on an island for many years by themselves will lose proper function of of their sanity. They will they will lose they will become insane. And there was a book uh, forgot the name. A World War Two, World War Two uh, veteran. He was he was fighting the Japanese, and he he got stranded on a boat. He was a Air Force pilot, and he got stranded on a boat for many many days. And he describes his experiences as he goes through it. And the one thing they made sure of is him and his partner that were stuck together would constantly test each other to keep their brains adapted and, and to really communicate with a strong dialogue not to lose their sanity because they knew that threat was coming they experienced it and when he finally lost his friend he was he was at the bridge of insanity until he was rescued well not rescued captured by the japanese and then gone through that craziness but the that's the reality. We we literally need people to allow our sanity to function. Now, of course, you isolated for a week or two would not do um, eternal damage. Will not do. Will not do any form of of true decrippling of a sense of self. But a long term isolation is definitely dramatic and drastic to to how we experience ourselves so we we are deeply reliant on society and if we're viewing it in that scope then our mouth is the communication to that society in order to give us our full awareness of who we are so there's a great argument for that now let's see the argument the other way let's see the argument for just communication with individuals now what would what would what would motivate us to, to have specific communications with specific people? So, as I said, like, the first thing, that what motivates us is just to keep us in working order with ourselves. But that's, that's, that's really society as a whole. There's no individual in that. It doesn't matter if you're talking to, to, to specific people or you're just, you know, walking with a society or you're you're in a group of multiple people or you're, you're being talked at or you're talking to... It doesn't matter. It's it's the connection to society that matters more than the, the specific speech related and the specific soul connection between one and another. So now I'm hinting to the argument of, of, of speech for the individual. Right, so then there's this soul that wants to connect to another. Now there's this deep relationship. It's intimate. Now, the conversation with the stranger, so much that it never leads to some sort of friendship, is is always for me is always going to be in the camp of society. Meaning there's nothing inherent about this person that that will uh that will bow my soul and bow my existence to but but just the fact that they're they're that society that's helping me thrive right they're they're just a puppet in a way of society for my prospering right 
if if I have a demise, they wouldn't come to my assistance unless it was in their in their purview, right? If they had a demise, I wouldn't come to them unless it was in my purview. Just like society, if society's a demise, I wouldn't come to their assistance necessarily, and they wouldn't come to mine necessarily. So it's not a deep relationship, but it's it's a relationship of of mutual need, mutual true need. Now the individual is very different because let's take the person that's saying hello to everybody, he's breaking societal norms, but there's definitely an enhancement of of some sort of relationships with each, each individual, as short as the conversations are. So there's this connection that's possible, right? As I said, if if it's if it's if it's just the the hello, goodbye, small talk conversation, then breaking societal norms is not so worth it because you're destroying society as you view it, as you understand, as you should understand society, in order to access a deeper sense of society. It's it's kind of like why not work in the in the rules of society? For those who don't like rule, being rule bound, just talking about it and not in a real sense. And meaning, if you need to break it, break it. Just saying in a general sense, in a cultural sense. So saying hello to these random people is 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 counterintuitive and somewhat counterproductive. Now. If there's there's a development of relationship where it's a friendship or an intimate relationship, then the speech is is the bridge to the soul. Instead of the speech being the bridge to, to the world, meaning it's the bridge of my being, your being, to the to the entirety of the world, it's the speech is becoming a bridge between one soul and another soul. And if that's the case, then the, the speech takes on a different tone because now we're, we're trying to become one. We're trying to find common ground with each other, with our friends, with our, with our intimate partners. We're trying to find some sort of significant soul connection in all our discussion. So that sort of speech, that sort of speech really has a whole different tone than the speech of general connection towards society. So what I'm coming out with, what we're coming out with is that there's two approaches. There's the, there's the mouth as the bridge to society, as the communication device to the world. And then the mouth as the communication device to become one with other people and things. Now, the interesting thing about the becoming one, to be identifying together, someone, never fully, right? There's always the individual. That process is not strictly a mouth-bound process, right? You could, you could, you do need to share ideas, but that that one is that 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 speech that communication through mouth is not the end in itself but rather the the bridge that allows the the one is to develop 
and become what it is. So it's not really an end in itself. So I rather discuss, I rather discuss with you the mouth as an end in itself. Meaning, if I want to discuss the real purpose of mouth, I want to discuss mouth as the 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 end in itself. Meaning, what does the mouth produce in itself? Not what is it bridge to, but what does it produce in itself? Like the eyes produce sight. That's what the eyes do. Now the mouth produces speech, but if, if you go deeper, the eyes produce sight, which produces for us an experience of reality. So what does the mouth do? The mouth produces speech to produce, would you say produce a connection to society? Or is the mouth to produce a, a oneness of, of intimate connections? So I would say to produce a connection with the overall society. That's the end in itself. It's not a bridge. It's, it is the, the form of which, how we connect. It is our connection to society. Meaning how society sees you is through your tongue, through your mouth. That's how they will see you. Meaning they'll see your face first, but it won't be insightful for them and it, it won't. It won't grab their attention. Your speech will grab their attention and will engage them. And and the same with society speaking back to you. It's the speech. It's not the appearance of society. It's the speech of society. The actions might give some insight, but the speech really gives the lessons of our relationship, gives the lessons about the reality of society, whatever the state is, whether good or bad. And... We, we we communicate back to society as a whole. So I think because it's not necessarily just a bridge, but a purpose is itself, I would say the real purpose of mouth is to connect to society. Because I'll explain that a little bit deeper, because the bridge of society, the bridge of the mouth, we're not bridging the mouth to society. Meaning we have us and we need this bridge and then we have this connection to society, but rather we have mouth and that is society. Our mouth is society. That's how society sees us and that's how we see society. It's our mouth. It's it's that it's that form. And and just speaking words to society and hearing words from society, from individuals of the makeup of society will will give us a resonance of of the the pulse of of our surroundings and eventually be the makeup of the pulse of who we are to some degree there's the individual and there's the society element of the individual so so again i'm i'm ending i'm ending with that 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 emphasis that the mouth is really its true purpose is 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 ultimate purpose is our as our connection to society and its sub purpose it's 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 its beautiful function is that it it bridges to become one with intimate relationships although intimate relationships I'll tell you this intimate relationships are very difficult to be 
to be integrated, to be experienced with that togetherness without speech, without writing, without any form of speech. So there is, there is a deep uh, reliance of that oneness to, to, uh, to the mouth. But my counter argument to that, a little bit controversial, if I might say, is that my counter argument is that the real oneness is a sexual relationship. It's the real oneness of, of intimacy at the, at the highest degree. And that degree doesn't require speech. So, so really there's, there's another limb, there's another body part that, that relates to that oneness. So the mouth must not relate to the oneness because there's another part that serves that purpose. Although not only that purpose, of course. So we got the mouth. The mouth needs its own purposeful function. And I think that bridge from mouth to society, it's not a bridge, that 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 gateway to society. The mouth is a real gateway. It's the opening to society. It's society's mouth. The individuals of the mouth, the, the mouths of the individuals in society are the bridge towards us, and that 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 creates a sort of spatial awareness of who we are in our own beings. So that's the that's one one iota of the, the depth behind the mouth and the forms of speech, and so on and so forth. Thanks for listening, and if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.